wait, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 159. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. And this week, we've got a guest host going to be on for the entire show, Mike Molino. You guys have heard me talk before about the CLNS Patriots Roundtable. I've brought that up a bunch of times on the show. Mike is one of my co-hosts on that show. And now Mike is going to be on this show tonight because we have we've got a heavy slate to talk about. So, Mike... Thank you, my man, for coming on. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here for sure. You guys are great, doing great things over here with Couch Guys. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate you, and I wish Marv could have came on tonight too. I thought I thought I thought it was gonna be a big old group of four. I thought we we're gonna have me, you, Jared, and Marv, and I was excited. <laughs> but I love having just you on too. But I would have loved to get both of Double M Media because I kind of wanted to have a crossover too of Couch Guys Sports okay. and Double okay. M Media. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> so before we get into the show we're not going to do the weekly dump this week because honestly there's a lot more important stuff going on other than just well i mean there's really not much sports news going on in the first place but regardless there is a lot more important things going on in the honestly not even just the united states the world the world because we're gonna be yeah. we're gonna be talking about protests and do you know how fucking insane our country has to be to have Dublin, Ireland and England protesting us. They're protesting the United States. So that is how crazy things are right now in the United States. But boys, before we get into it, before we get into the main meat of the show, we have to say thank you to our sponsors, our men and women over at Manscaped out. Fun fact, San Diego, California, beautiful place. Manscaped, support for today's episode comes from Manscaped. Manscaped has the right tools to get the job done quickly, safely, and hygienically, baby. Father's Day is just around the corner, and you guys probably need a gift for your hairy-ass dad or your dad's Mm -hmm. hairy-ass. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the Manscaped Perfect Package. You know what they say, like father, like son. Your father's hairy. Even if you're not hairy right now, you're probably going to be fucking hairy in the future. You might as well Think get your puberty now. Yeah, prepare for it now. If you're 20 years old and haven't hit puberty yet, go to your doctor. I've talked about this same story every week. Mike, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this story. But when I was younger, when I was about 13, 14 years old, I thought that you had to use little scissors to manscape. I clipped the, I clipped the beanbag. Yeesh! Things were great. Right? I, I wouldn't have done that. Wouldn't have done that if I had the lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 by Manscaped is the number one recommended gift all year long. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 water-resistant cordless body hair trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Manscaped only uses the best ingredients, so you only have the best experience. This third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents on any part of the body. Harry Chester back. Look no further, guys. We've got the solution right here. Stop imagining your dad has it covered because he probably doesn't. Listen, I know my dad very well. The man, there's no chance he has it covered. He needs this stuff. 
This 7,000 RPM trimmer has helped prevent manscaping accidents around the world. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You guys, mm. you put deodorant on your armpits, throw it on your balls as well. The Crop Reviver Refreshing Spray and Reduced Chafing Athletic Boxer Briefs. The Boxer Briefs, I use them when I work out. I got some thick-ass legs. No. My legs don't chafe with these things. Phenomenal. Subscribe to the perfect package to get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure that your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. This is the perfect package for you and your dad's perfect package. We're talking balls. For a limited time, subscribers get a free gift, the Shed Travel at $39 value add. And that's a bag, by the way. For all the females listening, you'll appreciate this part. Manscaped products are cruelty-free. Part paraben i don't know what that says paraben free dye free and vegan and let me just say this you don't have to be a woman to appreciate cruelty free products because i appreciate the hell out of that get 20 percent off with free shipping with the code couchguy20 at manscaped.com do yourself a favor and always use the best tools for the job guys get 20 percent off with free shipping with the code couchguy20 at manscaped Com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code couchguy20, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y-2-0. It's dad bod season. Time to get smooth. All right. That was our wonderful read over at Manscaped. So let's get into the meat of the show, the main part of the show. Obviously, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the United States right now that has completely overridden this is mostly a sports show, but sports are taking a backseat. For the most part, there are some sports themes here as we're going to talk about some of the Celtics players who, by the way, right now, I've never been more proud to be a Phenomenal. fan of the Boston Celtics. They're killing it. The Taylor Brown drove 12 hours. Fifth, I think it was 15. 15. Oh, it was 15 hours. Yeah. 15 so hours to go lead a peaceful protest down in Atlanta. So the United States... Many of the major cities are rioting currently over the death of George Floyd. And you don't want to sugarcoat it. It was a murder of George Floyd at the hands of a Minnesota police officer. So, and do we, it's Derek. I always mispronounce his last name. Derek. I'm the same way. Last name, how to pronounce it. I always screw up his last name, so I don't want to take because I want to. It's so a Minnesota police officer. Murder, George Floyd, and the United States, many of the major cities are protesting. And with that, too, and we're going to talk more about this stuff. Previously, I mean, in, in past, the peaceful protest also has come some rioting, some looting. And again, we're going to get more into that stuff, too. But, Mike, I want to throw it over to you. I just want to get your thoughts on basically all of it, everything that you feel that you think should be said, 100 percent should be said. So, let's throw it over to you. I mean, where to start with everything going on? It's it's it's, it's, it's a- insane. It's insane. And, you know, what's truly more insane about it is the fact that this is nothing going on that's brand new to this country. This is nothing brand new that we've never seen before. The conversations that are being had right now, the protests, the different things that are going on is not new to anybody who's been alive for at least the last 15, 20 years. You know, if, you, if you've if you taken notice, you know, this is issues, this is problems, this is racism that's been around uh, for 
hundreds and hundreds of years. And the fact that we're all the way here in 2020, where so much things are advanced, society has moved forward in technology and different things going on. If there's one thing that hasn't changed, hasn't, you know, evolved in any type of way or taken it back, it's something that hasn't disappeared whatsoever, is the fact that racism is still present in 2020. And, you know, like I said, there's been many examples of it. It's nothing new, but this George Floyd situation, this George Floyd murder in the street by police officer uh, in Minnesota, here we are again. And I'm sad to say that I don't see a change coming immediately because this is something that's going on. But what I'm happy to see, you know, that's going on for sure is voices are starting to be heard a little bit more. You know, this is not something that is getting brushed under the rug. And none of these murders that have happened over the course of years and years and years now ever really get brushed under the rug. But I feel as if, you know, obviously a lot of African-Americans have taken a stand at the same time. But I appreciate the fact that there are more people wanting to have their voices heard right now. You know, the protests are going on. I have friends, family who have been out there protesting for sure. And, you know, everybody wants peaceful protests, peaceful protests. Everyone say, if you want to protest, sure, let it be peaceful. But at the same time, on the opposite, opposite side of that, there's looting taking place. There's property getting destroyed. There's different things happening where people are getting arrested. People are getting assaulted by police. Those things are taking place. And here's what I got to say about that. Nobody wants any type of looting taking place. Nobody wants any property destroyed. People don't want that. But how much can people take after a while? Yeah. How many times can you continue to poke something over and over again and expect not to see any type of rage or anger take place? I don't want to see anybody's people. People are losing like personally owned business. Small owned businesses in different cities are getting destroyed. You know, vehicles, different things are getting destroyed, which, again, is not good. But people are pissed off. People are angry as shit and they can't take it anymore, which is why everything that's going on is getting taken to a bigger level where you're seeing anger really start to show. And it's not fun for anybody, but this is what happens when people are pushed to a level of anger and something that has been taking place for years and years and years now. You guys are seeing it, you know, and I appreciate you guys having me on, you know, on here to talk about it more because this is what we need. You know, people who have platforms similar to you guys who are willing to have these conversations so people can be heard. People need to be heard about what's happening, what's taking place. And if you have a platform, you guys have this platform, you know, you know, myself and Marv, we have Dublin, we use our platform. If you have a platform and a place to speak from, use it, do it, make the voice heard, because these conversations need to continue to happen over and over and over again. I think one thing, too, that is making this whole thing even more impactful is we're all stuck at home like COVID-19 is obviously crap right like it's awful I think we're all getting frustrated by that alone and then you throw this on top of it everyone's frustrated angry of being being stuck at home people have lost loved ones to COVID-19 like it's it's a global pandemic and then you throw these angry frustrated people at that on top of this and then you have a president again not to get super political but like you have a president who has no idea how to handle any of this stuff I think we all kind of have one source for both issues, right? Pandemic and uh, right, this racism issue, right? Everything kind of stems back to how Trump's handled it. And it's been crap. 
like we saw at the White House, Trump ordered local police to kind of fend off peaceful protesters because he had a photo shoot to be, deal with. And then as soon as it got too rowdy, he didn't make any statement. He didn't try to work like the governors are working. He went back to the bunker and, and kind of hit. And I get he's the president, but at the same time, if you're, if you're the president during a pandemic and then all of this, you suck it up and you're out in the front lines. So I think you. I think for me, from the outside looking in, you almost feel like there is more of an impact this time around with all these voices being heard because everyone else has a voice now because we're all stuck at home. We're all on the internet more than we usually are. And there's kind of a common enemy between all of this. And Mike, I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this because to me, this is, this is probably one of the most frustrating aspects of this whole thing. And obviously there's much more frustrating aspects. This is a, this, what happened to George Floyd and nobody should be mixing any words. And this, this was an issue I, I took right at the start of all this. For whatever reason, there was a lull, and it seemed like there were some people who wanted to wait to take a side. We had all the information at this point. We saw how George Floyd was prior to being knelt on in the back of the neck. There mm -hmm. was what happened to him was completely uncalled for, and now we have even more information. We have a we have a separate independent autopsy saying that these BS other conditions that he had that the other report is now trying to blame on it didn't have an impact in this, didn't have an impact in it. The officer was kneeling on George Floyd's neck for an additional two and a half minutes after George Floyd was unresponsive. That is disgusting. And the fact that there were even people waiting to see if there was more information, there was no time for more information. It was clear as day what happened. And you know it was clear as day when what happened when there were other officers posting on social media how fucked up this was. But that's not even what I was going to say. Mike, I wanted to get your opinion on this. This is the one of the more frustrating things for me is you see a lot of these people. And, and like you said, you don't want to – you don't – we don't want rioting. We don't want looting. But at the same time, people are so angry, like you said, because before – we watched Colin Kaepernick and a lot of the NFL players kneeing in stadiums. But then you have all these people who are saying, protest peacefully, protest peacefully. There's a peaceful protest, but no, not like that. Don't do it like that either. Don't do it like that either. Don't do it like that either. So at what point are you just going to accept the way that the Black Lives Matter is going to protest? Because they need a protest, but every time they've tried... You said, no, don't do it like that. It's disrespectful. That's why when people see on you know news outlets and whatnot, looting and rioting taking place, that's why part of people's mentality who are probably sitting back at home observing, they don't give a damn about what's getting destroyed. They don't give a damn about what's lit on fire, You know what bricks are thrown through car windows. They don't care because you have someone like Colin Kaepernick who's on a big time platform talking about the NFL here. Massive. All he's doing on the sidelines during the national anthem, is taking a knee. And he's made it clear-cut. Everybody knows why he's taking a knee. It's not about the flag and this. He's taking a knee about the injustices taking place, similar to what we're seeing now. And the masses of people that gave him backlash just for doing that, something as peaceful as it gets. Taking a knee, standing up and going about his job, playing football. But taking a yeah. knee to showing what he stands for at the same time. And now people see what's happening and some people are like, damn, Colin Kaepernick was near, and, and now this is taking place. And now you see pictures out there. How symbolic is that Kaepernick was just trying to knee on the ground to make 
to, to have eyes, you know, opened wider to what's happening in the United States. But right next to that, you have a guy, a black man on the floor with a white police officer kneeing in his neck, taking his life away, literally life leaving his body, not showing remorse, anything right now. So, you know, another thing that's going on with the, the looting and protests, and this is something that I've heard from friends and family who have been out there, there's people out there with a different agenda. You know, don't get me wrong, people are upset and angry, causing destruction and whatnot. But there's people out there with a different agenda just to go out there and destroy and make damage and chaos just to have the media make it look as if, you know, black people are out there just trying to destroy the country, destroy the world. I've heard from firsthand you know, sources that they've seen bricks just randomly piled in different areas in the city. A lot of pictures have been oh, yeah. posted about that. People walking yeah. around, people walking around with bricks, you know, for what? I am, people, hey, don't get me wrong, people out there protesting, angry, destroying, whatnot, but at the same time, people are going outside with alternative, you know, thoughts on just how can we create chaos to make this even more wild, which is a whole nother side of this issue going on. You know, people want peaceful protests for sure, and people are going to be upset and make stuff happen. But then it's such a sick and twisted world that people use this time as well to try to add extra chaos to the situation by setting up mysterious bricks and, and putting things out there so that stuff can happen. And we see and this a lot only, with, not, like, protests, too, is, like, people want to do – you people always want to do this kind of stuff, and then they take advantage of these kind of things to actually make it happen. Like, in what normal right, day you can see someone walking too. down the street to destroy a, a store, right? You know people are just in their DNA want to do that stuff, but – it's like they can get they can get away with it when they're when they're part of a protest. Whereas if they're just like one person walking down Newberry Street down in Boston and throw a brick in someone's store in, in whatever Patagonia call a store, they're gonna get arrested. But if you do it now, it's just part of the protest and they're probably not gonna get touched. It's chaos. Right. It's extra chaos, man. There's also I think there are also a lot of people, especially at this point too. I think there's a lot of people who are just trying to take advantage of this situation, which is gross. But they're trying to take advantage of the protests in yep. trying to now steal shit because this is their opportunity to do it. Yeah. And just the just the the thought process there, like one of the one of the most heartbreaking videos that has come out of this was that man, I believe it was in Minnesota, who opened up his own sports bar. He said he he he's an African American man who worked his life and opened up a sports bar. He might have used his life savings, I forget the exact context, but he lost he lost it. People broke in and stole his safe in the mid while he was there. That's so the there's there's me. people just taking advantage of the situation. That's the part that really hurts me, you know, because again, I think about it. I have so many mixed feelings and emotions, you know. And I, I, there's that that story you just said, Nick, and then I've seen videos of, you know, you know, there's black people out there with these businesses, you know, and they're getting destroyed, and you know. With the cameras, the media, these news outlets, they'll show you that these, you know, black people are marching and whatnot because, you know, black lives matter. But again, like I'm saying, there's people out there with alternative uh, alternative methods right now just to try to push a whole different kind of agenda. Because what the camera's going to show you is this rioting is taking place and people is causing all this destruction, but it's mainly the black people that is out there walking around and doing things when that's not really the case. And it's sad to see that this is what it's come to, in a sense, just in in a total, you know, outlook of everything going on. It's sad to see that this is where we're at. And it's, it's tough times right now. It's really tough. Now, 
one thing because like like I said, I wanted to unless you guys have any more uh, that you want to talk about with the with the basis of that. Something that being we're all we're all big Boston sports fans is something that I thought was really powerful, especially from this area, was some of the leaders from the Boston Celtics came out and supported everything that they were supporting Black Lives Matter. They were leading protests. They were leading peaceful protests. And we talked about Jalen Brown driving 15 hours down to Atlanta, which I thought is incredible. Jalen Brown and, and Mike, I texted you and Marv about this yesterday. Jalen Brown is one of my favorite people going right now. The guy is the guy is so smart. He's so logical. He's so well thought. He's he's very well read. I, I heard an interview before. I it was one of those random internet videos where he like answers questions from the internet or something like that. And he was talking about how he just he doesn't watch TV. He just reads books. Like the guy is just that's why he didn't like Kyrie Irving. He's a he's a real smart guy. He's a, he's a genuine intellect. Kyrie's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie's a fake intellect. Uh, but Jalen Brown just just his his drive to get down there 15 hours to Atlanta in Georgia because he's from Georgia to lead that protest. I thought was awesome. And just seeing people, if you don't follow Enos Cantor too closely, cause this is his first year at the Celtics. Obviously the season didn't finish. This guy has been fighting for, for what's the, what's the word that you want to use here? He's, he's, he's been leading things like this for a long time because he can't even go back to his home country because he's been he's been going against their government, their their government that wants him essentially arrested for speaking out against their government. So, I mean, Mike, what do you think about all these Celtics players coming out? You got Vincent Poirier, who is there. Marcus Smart, who another is another huge leader in his canter. Jalen Brown all showing up big time for Black Lives Matter. Just to just to dial it in just to the Celtics. You know, again, Jalen Brown doing big things, Ennis Cantor out there. And uh, side note, Ennis Cantor, Marv, who was at that same uh, march, was yeah. right next to Ennis Cantor. There's a picture out there with Marv and him. They took a picture together. And it just, when I see that, see Ennis Cantor, he doesn't have to be there. He's dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff in his life, in his own country. He does not need to be walking the streets. He, he plays for the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. Sure, they're paying his checks right now. But he does not need to be marching in the streets of Boston. But that just goes to show you how fed up people are feeling. You know, no matter what side of the fence you are, what side of people are upset with what's going on, no matter what you look like. If you have just a heart that beats inside of your body and you can know what right and wrong is, what murder looks like, people are just mad. And it's Cantor out there, you know, shout out to him. But just players from, you know, any sport team doesn't matter. The fact that they're getting out there in the streets with regular people in a sense, because they're big time celebrities, athletes, whatever the case may be. But they're getting out there on the front lines in the streets with people who are marching, who are putting, you know, their lives on the line pretty much, being out there in the streets with these police forces out there. It, it shows a lot. And I think that's something that can kind of show you where we're, where we're getting pushed to in this current day and age, where it don't matter how, how high up on the totem pole you are in terms of status, when you know something's wrong and you're ready to stand for it, you got to be willing to do that, man. And shout out to Cantor, Jalen Brown, and all the other athletes who are out there doing their thing for sure. And, Mike, you talked about, like, these guys, if we have a platform, use it. And this Cantor, like, is out there in a Celtics jersey. Like, people not, like <laughs> he, he wanted people to know he, he plays for the Celtics. People know he who he was. Who and he was. I think people know who Cantor is anyway because he's very outspoken. He's awesome on social media, yeah. all crap yeah. aside, right? He's an awesome personality. And, you know, people don't necessarily know his story, but this guy is totally against his government and, like, is wanted for treason at home. Like overseas, so like so he he 
Yeah, he can't go back. They tried to keep him from traveling to Canada to play against the Raptors. Like, there's a lot of crap going on there. So we know he likes to speak up and voice his opinion regardless. But the fact that he goes out in this massive, massive swarm of people, I know it wasn't Atlanta, but still, and wears his Boston Celtics jersey, nonetheless. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Brown. He drove 15 hours. He can have a pass by not wearing his Celtics jersey. And everybody everybody knew who Jalen Brown was. Too. Everybody knows who Jalen Brown is, right? And, he, and they all have their masks on, too. But Cantor's out there, however tall he is. In the Celtics jersey, slumming it up because it all matters. It doesn't matter who they are, but they're using their platform in the right way to make take advantage of what they can do while they're not playing. Exactly. That's what it's all about. You know, and when it comes to situations like this happening in society, you know, you can blow all of that celebrity status, whatever, out the window. Athletes are people, too. Athletes are people, too. Human being seeing what's right and wrong in the world and wanting to say something about it, be something about it make a stand, take a stance, whatever it is. You know, none of that other stuff matters when it comes to we're bleeding the same blood, we're inhaling and exhaling the same air. Like, we standing together, and shout out to these guys who are out there with, with the people in the streets, you know, doing their thing as well. It, it says a lot because people will take notice. People will take notice about who you are and how you feel and where you stand. Even if it's not a situation like this, if you're an athlete, celebrity, and you make a statement on whatever, people will take notice. Oh, that's what that person thinks. So, if if you have the platform, if you have the status to be about something, now is the time to do it. Now, do you think that? Because this is this is the feeling that I've garnered over, or I've gathered. I don't even know if garnered is the right word there. Uh, that oh, I've that gathered can- over the past. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to expand my vocab, okay? Um, Try harder. <laughs> I've this is just this is a feeling that I've seen since I mean since really all of the protesting has started. I feel like the message this time is really starting to it's it's it feels like more people are understanding what's yeah. happening. It's it's impacting more people. And one clue why I think that this is happening and why I think why I think this is because before when Black Lives Matter really started growing, the, the the phrase, the term, the hashtag, all of that, there were a lot of people who were also screaming back for no reason, all lives matter. But yep. you're not seeing that as much this time. And all lives matter, these people who scream this, they do, those people, they do not understand what is happening. Because in not in one part, listen, black lives matter. Not at one point in that to the say only. Nobody was saying that all lives don't matter. But this then the analogy that I've been hearing a lot this week. If there's one house on fire in a neighborhood, you're gonna focus on that house because that house is having a major issue right now. There are you we we need to help that house. But that doesn't mean all the other houses in the neighborhood don't matter. Well, that's a perfect example because like you look at when People get sick. People get ill, right? Like your neighborhood, like like not even this, like like cancer. Like if someone gets cancer, yeah, I, I'm gonna wish that you don't get cancer. And I'm gonna be thought, praying and thought for you that you stay healthy. But they're the ones that have cancer. I'm gonna look out for them and donate to them and, and make sure they can get through as much as possible. It's the same thing, just it's tied to a more sensitive topic than something that we all can agree on. Cancer. Like people don't want to talk about this because it's a topic that some people are still assholes about. Yeah, Mike, what do you think? Do you think do you think there's been more of an impact here this time? Absolutely. And, you know, again, part of it, sadly, is because this shit still keeps happening in the country. Um, yep. And 
you know, the, the clowns out there who still preach are preaching this, well, all lives matter, all lives matter. I just, I, I can't truly understand and comprehend what they don't get in terms of the movement, the statement, Black Lives Matter. Not once have you heard anybody say, you know, it's, it's, it's Black Lives Only and F everybody else. That is not what this is about at all. We're saying Black Lives Matter because Black Lives are the one that's constantly being taken daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. We're saying that because we want people to take notice of these lives that are also walking, breathing, breathing, living right next to you. You know, it's not about just Black lives here. It's not. It's not. But we're going to make this statement because clearly our lives compared to our lives and what a lot of people consider a lot of sick and twisted people in this in this world, our black lives don't mean shit in all honesty to a lot of people, which is why we make that statement. It's not a knock on anybody else, but we want our lives to matter just as much as y'all lives matter, you know? But there's people in this world who are stupid and still don't understand that that mindset and concepts. And it's it's sad to see. It's sad that they don't understand that. But like you said, Nick, you know, I think this time around. It's starting, it's starting to hammer home a little bit more. It's sad that it's taken this long, but it's starting to get to that point where I think a lot of it's our generation too. I yeah. think we're getting, I think we're this generation, our generation who gets it more. We are now, it's our time. We're yeah. taking over. And I we're think adults. now we're, that our generation, old. yeah, our generation say, Hey guys, we have to stop the bullshit and figure it out. Yeah. We yeah. have to look, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you because I want to I want to give you the floor as much as possible. But just something something that there are, I think a lot of people can't grasp is that now I'm getting I'm getting mad. Something that people can't grasp is like I me I grew up a middle class white kid from a small ass country ass town. Yeah. I don't know shit. I don't have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. But I understand that there are other people who do have to deal with this stuff. And because of that, we as a society, we have to figure it the fuck out. Because me not having to deal with it, but other people having to deal with it, that is not fair. We should, we need to live in a society where every, and this isn't even, this shouldn't be a controversial statement, guys. Everybody has to be treated fucking equal. That's all it comes down to. And the fact that we have to deal with this still, and the fact that we have to have this conversation it sucks. It's it, it just sucks. Hey, you 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 t- you t- preach to someone who's been hearing this conversation, living, breathing this conversation his whole life. You know, to put it bluntly, like you just said, you grew up, you know, whatnot. The day you were born, the day I was born, I was already at a disadvantage, and that's just the, the reality of it. The day I was born, compared to the day you guys were born, you guys are already up here. The moment you came out the womb, and I'm already here, just from being born into this life. And that's just the, the actuality of it, and it sucks. But it's on us and our generation in a sense. You know, the crazy thing that I'm even hearing nowadays that people talk is they're saying people around our age, they don't even want to have kids right now. People that look like me don't even want to have kids right now because they don't want them born into this world. And that that making me a little sad and emotional right now to think that people don't even want to give new life because they don't want their children born into this world of such hatred. And it sucks. But we have to be the ones to make the change somehow. Because I'll be damned if I have a son or daughter and I'm in a hospital next to my wife and, you know, the doctors are bringing them into this world and putting them in my wife and my hands. And I'm looking at them saying, damn, damn, son or daughter, you already 20, 50 steps back. 
and you ain't even taken, taken a step yet. You haven't even done anything yet in this world, but you're already 50 steps back. That has to change, man. We have to put the work in to change that, especially our generation who can do something about it, can use our platforms and our voices now. We have to do something about it. And and it's a it's a simple and it's it's obviously not an answer by any means. But one big step that we do have to do this year, and it's it's very relevant, is we have to vote. People have to get out yeah. and they've got to vote. If there's if gonna people be people this real... year still say that voting doesn't matter, you're screwed. You're 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 an idiot. Voting, I'm sorry. It's of all it's years, this not, is the year to vote. This might be the most important election of our lifetime. It very seriously might be. A lot of things and what, have to what, change. what has been like the worst year of our lifetime, like by far. Yeah, man, you're not kidding. 2020 is just, Can we suck. skip it? Can we just fast forward to the election so we can vote and then just go to 2021? Yeah, we it, it, something moving forward off of this year, things have to look different in many different aspects of life. And, you know, voting is going to be huge. You know, it's sad to say we were talking a little bit before we got on, but, you know, Sadly, I, I saw Trump winning again. I can't lie to you. I saw Trump just being back in office because I figured, depending on how you know COVID shook out in the world and in the country, if a vaccine or something popped up, Trump's going to take all the credit and people are going to say, you know, Trump did something and it just would happen like that. But with a situation like George Floyd's murder being brought, bringing things, a lot of things back into the light and then the way he's handling it as the leader of this country, the way he's handling things, the dumbass statements he's making. If you, again, I said this earlier, if the, the heart in your chest is beating, your eyes can see, your ears can hear, and, and take notice of what's happening and what he's doing, there's no man, there's no way this guy can lead anything moving forward. It's sad, like you said, Jared, that we got to wait till, you know, September to, to vote and whatnot, but it, we can't move forward with him leading the way, leading anything, pretty much. We need to we need to get out and vote. People absolutely have to get out and vote. There's just there's a lot of work that has to get done. Like I said, voting is not by all it's it's not even close to the full answer. There are there are a lot of other things that have to be done in this country. But it's and, a step to dealing with what's causing a lot of issues because even you look at COVID, like before all this has happened. COVID, we all start coming. People, he, he, they were. It was told to him multiple times, and he, they had no global plan for it in place. And then now we're behind because of it. So, just look at COVID alone. Probably should have been a reason for him not to get reelected. Then you put this on top of it, and all this stuff that's happening. I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like Joe Biden because, hey, I get it. He's a little older. If you're not, if you're a true Democrat, he might be a little too Republican-ish for you. But like, what's the alternative? Anything right now. I'll take I'll take a stick on a tree to make better decisions than, than, than Donald Trump in office right now. It's it's a situation that we need to figure out. It's a situation that has to have serious conversations. And a lot of people don't want to have these conversations because they're uncomfortable. But uncomfortable, and this is this is just a fact of life. This isn't just in this situation. Uncomfortable is what brings change. Uncomfortable is what brings improvement. We have to keep having these conversations. Voices have to be heard. And I think, like we've said a couple times now, I think that there has been a bigger impact here with the voices, with people stepping up, than there has been in the past. And I well, think we're, how, I well, one, think one thing we're you looking. can see, too, there is like 
how quickly it became a global thing. Like the, obviously other, uh, other past, both marching. Other, yeah. Other incidents have, you know, localized in certain parts of the States and yeah, it, you felt it across America, but how quick did this thing globalize to Good. the point where other countries were protesting against us, the entire state, the other, entire country of the U S alone right, so quickly, everyone, everybody you saw marches across the country. It like didn't take a long time. Now, again, we all have time on our hands. We're not going anywhere, but like, it, it just feels different. Good. And you want, you know, we, we need people to take notice because clearly we've done this before in marches and whatnot. And, you know, it, it, it gets big. And then after a while, it kind of fizzles. There's no more fizzling out. Fizzling out can't be an option anymore. And it has to blow up bigger than the United States, Dublin, Ireland, wherever, England. You know, if everybody's saying just here. It's not just here. And if everybody's taking notice across the world, not just the country, across the world, maybe something will happen. Maybe a change will be made. You know, if the conversation, like I've been saying all day these last couple of days, just needs to continue. The conversation needs to keep happening so that it's not just something that is here one day, gone tomorrow after a few days, and we're back to, you know, you know, just the normal. It has to continue to be a conversation that people are having in so that ears continue to stay wide open. And it comes to the states using our platform as a country. Like, there's no secret. We're a huge country. Like, in any any facet, you put us against the world, and we're a global player in anything you do. Sports, like Olympics, just politics, like everything. We're a global player. So why can't we as a country step up and lead this too? Like, this should be something that no questions asked. The United States should be forefronting. China's not going to do it. Russia's certainly not going to do it. Like, why can't us as a country step up and be the, you know, we were founded on, like, moving away from the old school days, and that's how we were found. Like, let's take advantage of having that kind of big platform as a country. And a lot of people overseas, sports or not, look to us anyway. Why don't we use that? Why don't us as a country just use that platform? We need to. You know, it's, it's, the United States are, compared, are looked at as clowns right now. We're led by a clown in a sense. So other oh, countries yeah. looking at us are just like, they're fools over there. They can't even get stuff together in their own country. And, and you know, that in itself is a sad, a whole different conversation we could have. But, you know, if, if, if people are standing in a sense solidarity with what's, what's happening and understanding, you know, it, it just makes for a bigger movement, a movement that can't stop. It can't stop, can't ever stop. You know, some reform is gonna happen, whether it's with government, whether it's with police reform, you know, some change is gonna happen somewhere as long as the conversations continue and people continue to use their platforms to speak up on what's, what's been taking place and what is taking place. I'm not saying we're going to solve all the issues in the world. You know, things don't just get fixed like that. But if you continue to put pressure on stuff in a sense, something's got to give after a while. That's and that's something and we can we honestly, I think we can wrap it up here unless you guys have anything else that you want to really throw into this. But that's something here with these protests and how they're getting loud. Just. Doing nothing or doing things quietly, that's not going to change anything. You have to make noise and you have to let the world know that things have to change. Mm -hmm. And again, that is what is happening. And social media has been a major player here because social media, I know it's just words and I know it's just pictures and videos, but it is a major player in today's world. And social media right now, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's ever been louder. It's, it's different. It's super wanna... loud right now. Yeah, it's super loud right now. 
So, Mike, you want to wrap up with anything? I was gonna, we were going to talk about, I mean, like I said, I didn't know if we we're going to actually talk about it, but I feel like we can we can cut the show here. The MLB 50-60 game proposal, bananas. Uh, but again, not going to talk about that here. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Maybe they'll have a uh, a plan. A game hey, we talked. We did. We did. We did talk about an idea that would be kind of fire with the rotations and stuff with the 50-60 game schedule. So we can talk about that next week. Gotta keep that. <laughs> Wait, here's what I'll say. All right. Here's what I'll say. Uh, to kind of wrap it up or whatnot. You two guys right here, man. You know, people who watch this, especially white people who are tuning in, take notice. Because it's one thing that you got to understand, and we kind of touched on it earlier, you know, you guys being born into a privilege already in a sense. Mm -hmm. But you guys are not stupid. You guys are not blind to what's happening. And, you know, being white, you can either sit back and continue to live life and, 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 and everything's cool, or you can speak up on what you see is happening. And I appreciate you guys using this platform that you have to let people know that, hey, I know and I see what's happening and I'm willing to have a conversation with it. So maybe other people that look like me who are probably sitting back home, not saying much, not doing much, can actually start to use their voice and be heard. Doesn't matter if you know, you're know you white, like be, be heard, be heard. Don't just sit back quietly because you know, it doesn't really pertain to you. So whatever, if you know what's wrong, do something about it. And I appreciate you guys using this show right here, you know, having me on as a guest for sure, but you guys taking it upon yourselves to have the conversation. Kudos to what you guys have done here for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I, we, I want to say thank you, but it's just, it's something that people should just be doing. It's something that people in our this situation should be happening. Should just like, know. Should, we should, we shouldn't thing. need a thank the you for this. Like human thing. Mike, we both appreciate the hell out of you. Hey, man. Always. Thank you. Thank you all for sure. All right, guys, we'll wrap up the show here. Really good show. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 159. Guys, hammer it home. Black Lives Matter. Do not let your voices be quiet right now. This is a time where we all have to speak up. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 159. The usual plugs at the end of the show, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Got Mike, I, your, your Twitter handle, exactly. I don't want to screw it up. Your name is spelled in a wild way. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> underscore Mike Nice. Mr. <laughs> underscore Mike Nice. Or you can find him just on Twitter. Chooses Mike Molino, which is what I was referring to, because there's an X in there. So try to figure out where that X is. Whatever. <laughs> that works too, yeah. <laughs> all right nick qualia jared scally mike molino guys we'll be back next week with episode number 160 we'll talk to you then thanks for watching and thanks for listening oh wait shit. <laughs>